The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Before we get into this week's discussion about anything and everything soap, I wanted to take just a moment to send out our thoughts and prayers to everyone who's been affected by Hurricane Sandy. I'm sure that many of you know out there that the East Coast-based soap stars live in some of the areas that were hit hard by the storm. So we're certainly uh, hoping to hear from them to know that they are safe and sound as well. I think that we're so used to seeing make-believe tragedies on television and in the movies and everything wraps up in about an hour or two that when real-world devastation hits, it seems unthinkable that our friends, our families, our loved ones, that they'll be impacted for weeks, months, and even years to come. If you're interested in knowing what you can do to help, you can go over to redcross.org for more information and find out how you can make a donation or maybe even organize a drive in your area to send off non-perishable goods to those who've been affected. So we're going to shift our topic somewhat slightly. It is our first show of November. That means that November Sweeps is here. It also means that Election Day is coming up just around the corner. If you're still sorting through who you're going to vote for, or if you're just tired of the campaign commercials, you're in luck. Because for the next hour, we're going to be discussing the topics that really matter to soap fans with no political interruptions. It's been inspired by the great feedback that we've had from you guys regarding the soap debate that we did just a couple of weeks ago. It was last month, it was here on Soap Central Live, and if you missed out on Soaps in Depth's Richard Sims and I swearing off on the hot-button issues from the world of soaps, you can check it out in the archives at soapcentral.com slash radio after today's show, because you don't want to miss what we're going to be talking about today. It is your chance to weigh in. That's right, it's your chance to be part of the soap debate to weigh in on those hot-button issues on your favorite soaps. It means, though, that we need you to call in to 866-472-5788 and let us know what's on your mind. It's a toll-free number. It's 866-472-5788. And you can also tweet along with us and share your comments and questions at Soap Central Live. If you use the hashtag SoapDebate, that's the pound sign and SoapDebate, we'll be able to maybe better follow along with what you're saying and let other people check in and see what's going on. Again, Soap Central Live and the call number is 866-472-5788. You're also going to hear comments that fans have left on our new 24-7 caller feedback line. In case there's any confusion, let me help you out now. The 866 number that I gave out each week is active only during this live broadcast. But if you have a comment or a question that hits you in the middle of the night or at another time when we're not on the air, you can give us a ring at 
7627 and leave us a message. It's that easy. You're going to hear a message. It's going to be a beep, just like a regular answering machine. Leave us your thoughts, and you may hear your comments played on a future show. I'll give out that number later at the end of the show, but for right now, the only number you need to know is our on-air call line, 866-472-5788. Now, we started the week with the return of Sean Kanan as A.J. Quarterman on General Hospital, and we had news that Tristan Rogers would be reprising his role as Robert Scorpio. Then today we received some confirmation that Lynn Herring would be coming back as Lucy Coe beginning in December. So what do you think of all of these returns? Well, we want to find out. Again, give us a call at 866-472-5788. In the meantime, to help us discuss the general hospital action, I'm going to be joined by SoapCentral.com's former Two Scoops columnist, Tammy Lou. She's been a guest here on the show. We're going to welcome her back now. Tammy Lou, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thanks so much, Dan. It's great to be here today. It would have to be a really exciting time in General Hospital, I'd imagine. And we always love having you here, but particularly today, the show is doing great in the ratings. We've got all of these gangbuster returns. So let me let you start off. What is going on in the world of GH that has you the most excited? I was so delighted to see AJ back and to have it be the original uh, AJ. I, I wasn't sure when they said AJ was coming back, if it was going to be Billy Warlock or Sean. And when I thought, Monica picked up the photo that had Sean in it. My heart leaped a little piece of joy there <laughs> to see that it was going to be him. And, you know, that gives them the opportunity to go to do so many flashbacks from the past of him and Jason together in their relationship. And it just gives them a whole opportunity to use that rich history they have there. Well, let me ask you a question about that, because this was something that one of the other Two Scoops columnists, Liz Masters, and I were talking about earlier I'm curious, you know, would there have been anything gained or anything lost if they had chosen to go back with another AJ, and that was Billy Warlock? You know, there, there's some confusion sometimes of why this character or why this actor at this particular time. So why do you think was the benefit of picking Sean Kanan over Billy Warlock? Well, I think a little bit is just because of the youthfulness. Uh, if they're going back in history, they could go a little bit further back when Jason and AJ were younger characters. The other AJ came in a little bit later in time, and they didn't have as much interaction. So I think it kind of opens up those things, and it also gives us the opportunity to see when Jason went from being Jason Quartermain to Jason Morgan, and there's kind of that little transition there. So. That's some, that's some big plot characterization that changed when Jason went from one character to a completely different character after a car accident. Well, yeah. I mean, it's certainly there's, there's a lot of times I think that people wonder when they bring on an actor, why, why now, why then? Do you think somewhere in the back of your mind that maybe they'll find a way to bring in Billy Warlock to GH in the future as some other character, maybe? I mean, they've done it in the past with other actors. Yeah, I mean, he's actors. a great actor, but just even visually, if we're going to have Michael be AJ's son, the Chad Duell looks a lot more like coloring-wise and height-wise and everything. He has more of a physical resemblance to Sean than he does to Billy, but I think Billy could be a great asset in, in another you know role sometimes. They've done that before they did it with the original Carly, uh, brought her back as Claudia Zakara, and it worked great. And people, before she came on, didn't think that was going to work out so well, and then it turned out to be beautiful. Well, you mentioned some of the similarities. There are people who have noticed that there's a similarity between Sean Kanan and Steve Burton, and our caller feedback line, Tammy Lou, has been abuzz with people talking about Jason. So let's take a listen to some of what people have been saying on 
our feedback line. Take a listen. Perfect. Hi, yes, my name is Sheikha, and I'm calling from Mesquite, Texas. I want Jason back. I do not want AJ back. Everybody in the world wants Jason to come back. Please bring him back. Thank you. My name is Lisa Love. I'm calling from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm calling in regards to General Hospital. I have not watched it since. I believe it was October, maybe it was 18th to 19th, that Friday when they shot Jason in the back. I'm pissed off. So you tell them they better fix my show or else I'm going to be mad. They're not going to watch them anymore. Thank you. Hi, my name is Vivian. I want to know if Jason will return and will Connie come back to herself soon. Thank you. Uh, my name is Julie, and I'm calling from Bolton Landing, New York, and I am curious to know if Faison is going to make a return on General Hospital. Thank you. That is a question that a lot of people have had. It was inspired possibly by some of that discussion in our Two Scoops column about whether or not Duke is really Duke. Could he be? Could he not be? Is this the work of Faison? Tammy Lou, what do well, you think? Faison was one of my favorite creepy villains of all time, so I'd be kind of happy to find out it was him. But I would ha- I, I think the gentleman's name who played him was Anders Hove. Is that right? That I can't smart. remember. It's been a lot of... Yeah. Anyway, I would hate for it to not be him, but I could see that would be a wonderful storyline because he was such an ultra-creepy person, and it seems to me that he would be the absolute sort of person who would kidnap Robin and make everybody think she was dead. So that would fit in with the way the plot line is, is playing out. And let's let's talk about two where we heard a call from Lisa who was quite angry about the fact that uh, Jason was written out of the show. And I have to think that there are a lot of people who, as much as we want them to always be on SoapCentral.com or maybe even reading some of the magazines, they don't. And when an actor leaves or a character is killed off, there's a belief that it's a conspiracy by the writers or the network right. to do something to upset them. And, of course, that wasn't the case in this situation. No, in this situation, it was the actor's choice to leave. It was a conscious decision he made to take his family and move them to another state, and it's just something that was the best thing for him. And the show either had to recast the role or write him off. And they have, you know, kind of left the door open if he decided someday he wanted to return because, of course, as uh <laughs> Some characters said yesterday, if there's no body, there's no death, right? <laughs> that <laughs> so is true. They haven't found a body yet. So, if, you know, two years down the line, as Steve Burton decides he's bored uh, in Tennessee and wants to come back to work, I'm sure they could find a way to write him back into the show. But it, it definitely was not, you know, General Hospital didn't fire him. There's always a way to write someone back into the show, just like there's always a way to write someone into Soap Central Live. We have a caller from Virginia. I believe it's Gerald who wants to talk about General Hospital. Gerald, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well. I'm actually enjoying enjoying General Hospital quite a bit nowadays. Um, I was not one to really like the show um, before all my children and one like the list got cut off. It was a soap that my grandma loved, but Ron and um, Frank have really done a good job of bringing back to where I think it used to be uh, from old YouTube clips I used to watch. It seemed like it was a really fun show, and now I find myself really enjoying this show nowadays. 
Um, what was the big thing that got you hooked that made you say, you know what, I think I'm going to stick with the show? Well, what it was, it actually started with Gan when he, um, when Jason got to the first accident, mm-hmm. um, to see Monica come out of nowhere and really just let everyone have it, you know, for not knowing that she had a grandson that the um, before he died and just yelling at Carly that the acting got really, really good. But, uh, when Ron and Frank came on and really had fun with the story and started to bring people back and right wrongs, uh, I, I've, I've just been hooked. Um, I've seen a lot of people be upset about the AJ thing before he came back. And a lot of people just didn't necessarily care for Billy um, as AJ. And they didn't like the way that Carly and Sonny sort of, and Jason sort of painted him to be super evil and, to see him come back, especially after watching the, the YouTube clips myself, I'm, I'm hooked for at least the next six months to see how this is going to play out. Um, just, That's a good just thing. Just to watch Michael today, he was like, no, they didn't put you on a meat hook. And I'm like, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put you on the spot before I let you go, Gerald. I want to find out, since you mentioned All My Children and One Life to Live, we everybody knows that there are One Life to Live characters right now on General Hospital. If there could be one all my children character that would somehow pop up on GH. Who would it be and why? Ooh, can I say one and a half sorta? Because I sort of heard some things that made sense. I would love for Sabrina to actually be Leora Hayward. And that we the Leora that we thought had died actually didn't die. And so that if she gets close to Patrick you'll find out that it's actually Robin's half-sister when he comes home, when she comes home. So your one and a half is David Hayward and also Sabrina being Leora, or yes. am I, okay, I wanted to find out who yes. the half was. <laughs> yeah, she would be the half since we never really got to see her, and he would be the whole. That would be, I think that would be a blockbuster, and it was blockbuster having you here as a caller, so I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. So, Tammy Lou, uh, we are almost out of time for our GH segment here, but I want to give you a chance to weigh in on some of the other stuff. First, of course, what Gerald said about bringing on maybe Leora or David Hayward from All My Children, but also the return, seems long overdue, of Lucy Coe for the Nurse's Ball, which has also been gone since, it <laughs> seems like for the years. dawn of time, for, but it's yes, back. For years. When, when they brought out the photo album and started flipping through it, Yesterday, I was just delighted because it was always one of the nicest parts of the year. You, everybody kind of looked forward to that because it didn't just, you know, gave a voice to people, uh, you know, raising money for AIDS research and everything, which is wonderful. But it also gave the stars the opportunity to showcase some of their other talents, like singing and dancing and things we didn't get to normally see them do, which was, you know, just great fun for everybody. Yeah, and, I, you know, Lucy, Lucy Coe just in general is a hilarious character. <laughs> it is. And one of the things <laughs> that I've noticed that I like is that One Life to Live for a while now, I mean, going back probably at least to 2000, they've done a lot of musical numbers and productions. And that's not necessarily what I tune in to see from a soap, the singing and the dancing and all of the other stuff. But, but once I think a that year, the, right? <laughs> once a year, you know, a, a lot of the soaps, in fairness, have done it. Uh, over the years, but One Life to Live really did it well, and I'm glad that General Hospital will get a chance to go back to that, certainly under Frank and Ron, and I'm hoping that, you know, that this is sort of uh, something that becomes another yearly tradition rather than just bringing it out and dusting it off for 2012. 
I hope so too. I hope it comes back in and once a year we get to see it and look forward to it and you know, I was thinking about the last time we talked when John Engel passed away. That was one of the scenes that people kept talking about was the nurse's ball scene when he was uh, singing and dancing with Emily when she was a little girl. And that's something that was a heartwarming part of General Hospital that people kind of remembered and clung to. So hopefully we'll have some more of those memorable moments. Well, Tammy Lou, it's always a memorable moment when you drop by here and oh, chat. Oh, thank you, Dan. I'm still trying to wrangle your arm to have you come back and do some contributions for SoapCentral.com when you're able to. So hopefully, I would love to. We'd love to have you. So thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Dan. Take care and have a great day. You too. For those of you out there, we are going to get to talking about the other soaps. Up next is going to be Days of Our Lives, but we have to take a quick break. So stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live in just about two minutes. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. I have to tell you that in nearly 18 years now, that's a long time, it makes me feel really old, but in the nearly 18 years of overseeing SoapCentral.com, there have been few topics that end up being as controversial as storylines that involve gay characters. I remember it starting back on All My Children with the character of Kevin Sheffield, and it continues even today as we talk about Days of Our Lives. Our caller feedback line was a buzz with fans who wanted to express their opinions about Will Horton and Sonny Kiriakis. They are known by the smushed name of Wilson. 
Here are two calls that we received on the caller feedback line. Take a listen. My name is Jackie, and my comment is on Days of Our Lives. I've watched since 64 when I had my first child. I do not see any reason to have homosexuals acting out on TV. I do not hate them. I am not homophobic. I am not afraid of them. But I think you need to stop it or you're going to lose a tremendous number of older people who have been watching this for many, many years and find this just disgusting. They're a small part of the universe, and you need to stop it. Thank you. Hi, I'm from Kentucky, and I just want to say that if Days of Our Lives keeps showing two men kissing, I am not going to watch this show anymore. I've watched it since I've been a young girl, and if I wanted to see two men or two women kissing, then I would go someplace to watch movies like that. But Days of Our Lives is getting disgusting, having two men make out. I'm not gay. I don't want to be gay. I have nothing against gay people, but I don't want to watch two men kissing each other. And I have commented on this I don't know how many times. Uh, I have grandchildren, and I have got friends that have got children, and they're all going to stop watching Days of Our Lives if they continue to have two gay people, especially two men, kissing. This is not what we want in our, our daily lives, and we don't want it in our families. So I would suggest that you talk to the writer and get them to do something about it. If we wanted, again, to see gay, uh, gay men or gay women kissing each other, then we would view other programs. But we want the good old-fashioned American days of our lives to come back and quit having these men kiss each other. It's disgusting. Thank you. As I said, there are a few storylines that bring such heated discussion as that. And in an effort to make sure that everyone's opinions are represented here on Soap Central Live, we'll be taking some phone calls from fans in a couple of moments who are really enjoying the Wilson storyline. But first, to help me wade through all of this and to let me know a little bit about what she's been reading from your feedback, we have another Two Scoops columnist, Larissa, who's coming in to chat about it. So, Larissa, welcome to Soap Central Live again. Thanks for being a part of the show. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? I am doing good. I know from, as I mentioned, my decades and eons of writing for all my children on SoapCentral.com that there have been controversial storylines in the past. Now, I'm wondering from your standpoint, the reaction that maybe fans have been offering regarding the Sonny and Will storyline, has there been anything else in your time as a columnist that has generated such uh, heated discussion on both sides? Um, I'm tempted to say that the only thing in my tenure that's come close is, um, having to do when EJ raped Sammy. Um, so that would be the only thing that would come, that would come close to, um, the amount of passionate feedback that I've gotten about a storyline. What about passionate feedback about, you mentioned EJ, a character that was born, you know, maybe last week, who's now in his 30s, <laughs> and his mom <laughs> is back, and his mom is maybe only a couple of days older than what he is. That's not controversial? Nope, nope, nope. I consulted the soap <laughs> calendar, and that's all pretty legit. So you should really, uh, you know, read your updated copy of How Soaps Work, because that, yeah, I think that's like chapter four or something. So I'll, I'll send you the notes. That's okay. I think that on, on Guiding Light, I think it was, there was a character that was born first on screen several years before another, 
and that character ended up being the older aunt of the other character or the younger aunt or whatever it was. They flipped the age, they flipped everything, and, and it was just absolutely crazy. So I guess anything is possible. Sense. I wish we could do this in real life, too, where all of a sudden I could be miraculously younger than I am. I, I really think they're onto something here. I think that would be amazing. So let's take some calls from some folks who want to talk about days with us. We're going to go first to Amanda. Amanda, welcome to Subcentral Live. Amanda, are you there? Okay, we are having some trouble getting to Amanda, so we're going to keep going down the roster and go to Ohio for a call from Michelle. Michelle, welcome to Subcentral Live. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I know that you have some thoughts on some storylines here on Days of Our Lives. Why don't you tell me what you're calling in for and what you have to say? Well, first of all, just listening to those two messages that you played, it's disgusting. I mean, I cannot believe such hate and venom is coming out of these people. I mean, this might be a storyline, but this is this is real life. We're talking about two human beings, not two gay people, but two human beings that are in love and want to express that love. And I just think it's kind of like abortion. How dare somebody tell me tell another person what they could do with their body? Just like how dare you tell somebody who they can love, who they can have sex with? I think it's terrible. And I'm so, uh, female. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you from going, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, I know that you're on Twitter, I know that you probably go and, and poke around the, the internet elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find that people are either on one side or the other? Have you come across any group of fans that maybe don't really care with, uh, about the storyline one way or the other? They just will let it play out on television. It's kind of hard to tell because it seems like everywhere you go regarding the show, this is the hot topic. So, eh, I mean, I think it's pretty split down the middle. I think what happens a lot of times, the negative responses, those seem to come out more. I mean, those people are more vocalized versus the people that love the storyline because they just, you know, they just make a comment and say how much they love it and they move on. But the people that hate it, they keep going on and on and on and on. And I'm just, I'm so tired of hearing about their Bible talk and trying to say how it's so wrong. There's nowhere, I mean, granted, I, I don't believe in organized religion, but I mean, there's nowhere in the Bible that says any of this. They're making it up. I mean, that's well, what it all comes down to. I mean, it's, it's a political debate. It's a religious debate. Well, Michelle, I want to thank you for letting us know how you feel. As I said, I want to give both sides equal opportunity here on the show. So thank you so much for calling in. Okay. Thank you. I want to ask you, Larissa, one other thing that's come up when I see, uh, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that there are political ads nonstop until the election is uh, over. Do you think that maybe that the show is is aware that this is uh, a hot button issue and it's definitely got people talking about days of our lives maybe even people who had lapsed as viewers and they're coming back because this is this is something to talk about well i think that's what's interesting about days of our lives is that it's kind of the last scope to do a really big gay storyline so i think for a lot of these people who are looking for um are, who are looking to watch a a soap opera that didn't have a main gay, gay character or a gay storyline, they, they maybe came over to Days and, and were expecting that from them. So, you know, I think that 
the fact that I think it would be interesting no matter when they did it. I think it would have been been something that got attention whether there's an election or not an election. I think it's something that is 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 pretty forefront and will be for a while. But I think what's interesting about Days is that it just hadn't gone there yet. Now, Days is credited for, you know, having some of the first interracial relationships and things like that in the past. So there, it's not that they're not, you know, this this um, forefront groundbreaking soap. It's just that in this particular topic, they just hadn't hadn't gone there yet. I also think, you know, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, I think the Days of Our Lives also had the first devil possession in daytime television. <laughs> this is long very be- true. Long before Passions. This is very true. This is very true. They did. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, Days is just, man, they're always out there. I mean, it's, you know, uh, the feedback that I get about the storyline, you know, it's humorous to me in the sense that, I don't get my morals from soaps, and I don't really think that other people should. So, I mean, if I got my morals from soaps, I would be like an alcoholic, adulterous, baby-snatching, return-from-the-dead, you know, harlot. And I'm really only a couple of those things. So I obviously do not, you know, pay attention to what my soap characters are doing and say, okay, this is how I should live my life. So, I mean... It's a storyline, um, you know, I, I, I kind of look forward to when we can actually talk about the storyline itself and and how it plays out and whether or not it's interesting, um, rather than just talking about what it is. I'd rather talk about, you know, how the storyline works within the context of the of the soap as a whole. So well, that's my what I, I'm guessing uh, Amanda wants to that point. She is back on the line. We tried her before. We're going to try her again to see if she's there. Amanda, welcome back to Soap that's Central nice. Live. Ah, Hi, there you how are. are you doing? I'm, I'm sorry about that. There's some, there's some technical difficulty or something. I'm That's good. Okay. So let's find out, uh, what did you want to call in and talk about? I'm assuming it is the Wilson the story. Wilson, Wilson, I love, I actually love the two actors. I think they're really great, great chemistry. I wish they were on more. It seems ever since the disaster thing, they like really shrank their, well, Sonny was barely on anyway, but Will's mm-hmm. like barely on. And I think they're great. And when they're on, they're fantastic. It's like the best storyline on the show, to be quite honest. What about, it, and what about it makes it so the, so great, the best, as you're saying? I like the fact that they were friends first. It wasn't rushed like every relationship on days is. Like suddenly one week they hate each other, the next thing you know they're sleeping together. And I hate when shows speed bump a relationship because you can't get invested in it. And it's unrealistic half the time. Like Nick and Gabby, that's ridiculous. I, I think that's the most unrealistic thing on the show. That and, you know, a lot of the other relationships... But I like this because you get to see the trust built up. You, you know, because you're in a relationship with someone, you have to be able to trust them. You have to have be able to, be able to talk to them, have a good friendship, and they have that. All the other relationships in the show don't have that. That's a really good point. You're mentioning that for any character, for folks out there who are listening, you want to have the uh, the friendship first. Is there any other relationship, whether it be on Days of Our Lives or another show, that you can relate this to in terms of really being able to explore from friendships to uh, a more meaningful relationship? I hate to say this, but I think on most soaps for years, they have rushed every relationship. I haven't seen a relationship take time in years, which is very sad, you know? If it, how are we supposed to invest as an audience if the show doesn't invest? That's a really good point. Well, I want to thank you, Amanda, for giving a call back so we were finally able to get to you. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. We have another caller. We have Jennifer on the line from New York, it seems. Jennifer, welcome to Soap Central Hi. Live. Hi. Hi, how are you? Okay, doing good. 
Well, I want to find out. We're talking days of our lives. What has got you calling in on our phone lines to talk about days? Wilson, of course. All right. So what show, I wanted to show some love for them because it seems that a lot of people are hating on them, and it's just ridiculous to me. I Let me just clear up this one thing. I have never watched Days of Our Lives before I found out that um, Freddie Smith was coming on and playing another gay character because I saw him on 90210. And then I found out that a major character was going to come out, so that cemented it for me, that I wanted to see this storyline, and they have done just such an amazing job. But when I hear people talking about how they don't hate gay people, but they don't want to see it on TV, it's like, it's, that's ridiculous. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I've watched soaps for 32 years, and there are so many storylines that I've hated over the years, and I just fast forward through it. There's no reason mm-hmm. to stop watching a soap because you don't like one storyline. I think the storyline itself is just great. The actors are great. I agree with Amanda and Michelle that, you know, they have great chemistry. The storyline, I mean, it's been a year, so it feels like it's been really long, but I don't, I don't feel that they, they didn't fast track it, and I do like that. Will took the time to come out as a person would, and, you know, they developed this great friendship and that turned to love, and I just think that it's wonderful. It's like I'm excited to, like, watch it, and it's really one of my favorite storylines right now on the soaps that I do watch. Before I let you go, you said it's one of. What are some of the other storylines that have got you excited from? Let's just stick it with Days of Our Lives. What else on Days has got you uh, interested? Um, <laughs> there's a lot on Days I don't like, but um, <laughs> I do actually like... Um, I like Nicole's storyline. I really do like uh, that she's going to get her, you know, they're going to find out about that she lied and everything. She knew the fact that the baby was already dead. I'm enjoying Lucas, even though he's been acting like a total, for lack of a better word, jackal. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I really enjoy, I really enjoy him because even though he, you know, it's, it's not so unrealistic that he might have a problem with his son being gay, and I do like that he's getting a little opposition and everything, but I thought today he was just being, you know, over-the-top ridiculous, and he really was playing on Will's emotions. So I do look forward to those scenes between them. Well, Jennifer, and, I want to thank you uh, well, thank for you. calling in. I'm, we're almost at the end of the segment. I okay. see we have another caller, so thank you so That's much fine. for being part. Thank you. Bye. Hi. As I mentioned, we have one other caller for this segment. We have Vicki from down in Florida who wants to talk about days. Vicki, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Um, I wanted to add my voice to the chorus of Wilson supporters. Uh, I'm really thoroughly enjoying their storyline. Um, in fact, I started watching days uh, because of them, and I've been waiting like a lot of folks over the last, uh, well, it's been more than a year now, waiting for them to get together. Um, I really enjoy the characters. I think Freddie and Chandler are doing a phenomenal job. And I could not be more impressed and more grateful to Dave for um, really just going for it and showing uh, particularly the physicality of the relationship. Um, you know, I watch for romance, and I want to see couples acting like couples. I want to see them holding hands. I want to see them kissing. You know, I want to see them getting intimate. That's what helps make the couple believable uh, it helps me stay invested, helps me root for the couple. Um, not only that, I mean, the, the storyline is important, the writing is important, and I want to see, you know, well-written stories and well-written dialogue. 
Um, but I am really, really grateful that they are not shying away from the physical aspects of the relationship. I think it's very important. And, you know, when I watch, I don't see two gay people. I see two human beings, uh, as Michelle said, uh, two people that are, are falling in love with each other. And uh, I just, I think they're adorable, you know, and I enjoy all of those little mo- little moments that we see, um, you know, as I said, the, the hand-holding, the touching, the kissing, and so on and so forth. Um, I'm really excited that the last couple weeks have been uh, really great in particular, and uh, the writing is getting stronger, and I look forward to seeing uh, where it goes. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of couples on this show, and I'm really great grateful that uh, they do have a gay couple, and I think it's... Uh, uh, I'm glad that the audience, uh, everybody has somebody that they can watch and root, root for. Um, this okay, show thank you, Vicki. Uh, unfortunately, we have to take a quick break here, so I want to thank you no for problem. your call. Thank, thank you. you so much. Uh, we have about oh, maybe just two minutes, Larissa. I wanted to ask you something that I've noticed. Uh, follow along here. We have Amanda, Michelle, Jennifer, Vicki, and the two other callers were also both women what do you think it is uh, you know that that seems to be at least for on the support side we have four women who've called in to express their support for this storyline does that surprise you um not really not really i mean i i, I mean I'm, I'm not sure i would i would assume that the demographics of so viewers skew that way more anyway but i think that women in general oh my gosh i'm so going to stereotype and get so much in trouble with my husband but here we go <laughs> i think that women in general are more invested in um in romance and in that kind of telling you know tell the whole story of and um i think particularly with with people who have watched days for a while that really great thing about the wilson storyline that you don't get from other from from other storylines romance storylines that I've seen recently is that it involves a lot of the cast. It's not just Will and Sonny. We have great scenes with Sonny and Kate, and we have scenes with Sammy and with Marlena and Will and Lucas. And I mean, there's this whole thing, and, and you, you kind of, you know, compare and contrast that to Nick and Gabby. Nick and Gabby have kind of had their relationship in this bubble where they're the only two people that have been involved, and, and, and they don't really talk to other people about it, and it's not this big, sweeping, broad storyline that Wilson is. And I think that brings a lot more to the storyline um, than a lot of the other romances that I've seen written. If I'm not mistaken, this is your week. You're on deck for the day's two scoops column this week. It is. Ah. It is my week. So will we be hearing uh, a little bit about some of these same sort of topics in your column? We will. We will. This is a very, very, very busy week. Um, I love, I love it when that happens. Um, no, uh, and I, I, you know, one of the callers brought up um, the storyline of Nicole and getting her come up and said, "Boy, Nicole. I mean, I love my Nicole, but I love her to love her, and I love her to hate her, and she never disappoints me, and she's certainly not disappointing me now. Um, so I can't wait to talk about that. Um, Kristen's return has been a blast, and I'm excited to keep talking about that. I like that it's a lot of people have given me feedback about kind of being not fair to Marlena. But, you know, Kristen's return really gives Marlena and John something to do now, and they haven't had anything to do. I think it's great that those Beck characters are now back out and involved in the storyline. So we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Well, I'm always excited when your column comes out. And, of course, Tony's is up there this week, so folks can go and check out what he had to say. Larissa's is coming up in uh, over the weekend. Just keep poking around. I'll post on Twitter and on Facebook and, of course, SoapCentral.com when it's posted. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Dan. Have a good weekend.
You too. Everybody out there, we are going to get to the bold and beautiful and the young and the restless, but we have to take a quick break first. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Soap Central Live. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm still your host, and I'm still Dan Kroll. We are running short on time for this last segment, so we're going to smush together the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful. So if you want to call in and talk about YNR or B&B, give us a call at 866-472-5788 to talk a little bit about YNR. We have some calls from our caller feedback line. Let's take a listen to what folks had to say about the young and the restless. Hello, my name is Marquita Brown. I'm calling from Edmond, Oklahoma. And I just would like to say I've been watching The Young and the Restless since I was a baby. My grandmothers watched it. My aunts watched it. I remember my, me playing characters out with my Barbie dolls. So I've been watching it for years. The only thing that I'm getting frustrated with, it seems like every single black character is leaving The Young and the Restless. And the storylines are thinning out. 
So I would ask that someone please give more storylines to the black characters or bring more black characters on The Young and the Restless. That would I would really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Hi, my name is Phyllis. I'm calling from Raleigh, North Carolina. And I was just wondering, on Bold and the Beautiful, I just hate that Stephanie is leaving. I really wish you all could talk her and understand. The show is just not going to be the same. It's going to really be kind of lame. Also, on Young and the Restless, I just simply don't understand why you all are letting Debbie Morgan go. I really like her in that role, and I think Neil needs uh, a female. You've already taken Sophia, and I thought that Debbie would be a great asset to him, and I'm sure you can find something for her to do if you are as creative as you appear to be. Uh, the old writers seem to really have been able to find a way to get Neil, an African-American female. Also, I don't understand why um, she has to leave. You don't bring the original Drew back. Okay, thanks a lot. Well, Phyllis, uh, you mentioned if you are as creative I'd like to think that I'm creative. Unfortunately, I don't have any say in what goes on on The Young and the Restless. And I can tell you right now, I would definitely find a place for Debbie Morgan. Love Debbie Morgan. I've made no secret about that. And she also appeared on The Bold and the Beautiful briefly. So that gives us a great segue to bring in someone to help us guide through Y&R and B&B. It's a Two Scoops columnist from SoapCentral.com. You know him in short form as just Mike. So we'll say, Mike, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hey, Dan, it's good to be back. I love having you here because we're able to talk about the bold and the beautiful. It may be a 30-minute soap, but there's never uh, a lack of things to talk about on that show. (laughs) That is absolutely the truth. (laughs) Uh, The first call, actually, no, I guess it was the last call. It was Phyllis when she was also yelling at me for not coming up with storylines for Debbie Morgan, but she also mentioned that it's breaking her heart that Stephanie, played by Susan Flannery, is leaving the show. That is the overwhelming sentiment. I've yet to see anybody say that they're excited or happy that Stephanie will be written out of the show. So let's talk about this long, sad goodbye to Stephanie on B&B. Oh, I know a lot of people are saying it's hard to watch. Um, and it is hard to watch, but it's, it, what it's, what it's, the funny thing about it is that it's really given B&B a shot in the arm. I mean, most of 2012 has been, you know, kind of a yawner, you know, as far as, you know, you know, Leffy and Lope, you know, dominating all the airtime. And suddenly you have Stephanie in there. Now, it's hard because we know that Stephanie's dying and they're kind of drawing it out. But what history? I mean, just the way they're kind of, you know, bringing all the flashbacks in and, you know, having all the goodbyes with everybody and just all the different facets of, of Stephanie's life. It's, it's just most of it has been really wonderful. Most of it, but not all, you're saying. Well, I, I don't think any of it's been bad. I mean, I think there are certain goodbyes that were more effective than others, but I don't think any of them were, were bad, certainly. Okay, so you said that some I'm going to share for... Folks out there who are listening, the one that I liked the most or the one that moved me the most, I'm accused of having a heart of stone that nothing moves me, you know, I'm evil, evil, whatever. I did get a little teary-eyed for one of them. Any guesses which it might have been? Oh, uh, wow. Um, Pam, maybe? No. Go figure. No? I actually was That was good. By- that was good. <laughs> it was. I was actually most moved by the thorn uh, goodbye. That was, yeah, that one is, is definitely up there. I, I was really moved by that as well. 
Now, uh, your cohort in Two Scoopdom, Allison, said that she sort of had a bone to pick with the show and its use of, uh, you know, I guess a, a stand-in to do the Sally goodbye with Fabio and all the other stuff. But they did give them an opportunity to show some clips that otherwise wouldn't have been shown because, as viewers know, Darlene Conley passed away in real life a bunch of years ago now. 2007, yeah. 2007, and the show has never addressed it on air. They had Sally, you know, off running around. So, you know, what do you think? Was that sort of a nice homage, or was that disrespectful? Well, I don't think it was disrespectful, but I think it's, <laughs> I think it's kind of lame um, that I, I understand the the sentiment of trying to keep Sally Spector alive by sending her on a cruise around the world and having her hang out with her cabana boys and Fabio and all. But at the same time, I feel like they kind of missed the boat by not having Sally die, you know, on screen and then, you know, bring in, you know, Clark and CJ and, and really have a proper, um, memorial flashback, what have you. But, but the time for that's kind of way past, you know, that when they should have done it was 2007, so I, I kind of understand, you know, what Allison was saying about, you know, kind of having Sally kind of, you know, there peripherally. I mean, you couldn't, obviously you couldn't do it any other way, you know, on screen, but it just, it's, it, I was sort of scratching my head a little, although I appreciated the fact that they did, you know, make the attempt. I'm thinking about the next, uh, well, it's not even fully a month, I guess. It's going to be maybe two weeks until they have the party such as it is, to say goodbye to Stephanie. And I have to think, you know, for so many things, they always call it a celebration of life, and you want to celebrate the life that someone's had, and certainly 25 years of Susan Flannery on The Bold and Beautiful, and this character Stephanie now leaving. You know, I have to say, as someone who didn't watch B&B since the beginning, I don't really find anything to celebrate. I'm heartbroken that Susan Flannery is leaving. I know that this is for her own reasons to retire and she, you know, wants to get out of the, the, the daily rigors of being part of a soap. But selfishly, this is heartbreaking that I'm not going to be able to tune in and see her because this isn't a presumed dead. This is a real death on the show. Yeah, it's not going to be like with Taylor and how many other people have been presumed dead on the show? A lot. I mean, and even soap wide. I mean, we talked about it in almost every segment now. I don't know. I mean, this is, this is different. And I think because of that, I, first of all, if the bold and the beautiful did something where, you know, they, they undid it like they did with, uh, with Felicia a bunch of years ago or a couple of years ago, whatever it is, it's, it's locked in my mind of, of being permanently erased almost. They can't undo Stephanie's death. That would pretty much. I mean, the thing is, you know, we, we have been lucky enough to have Susan Flannery on the show for 25 years, although, you know, in decreasing appearances, you know, these last couple years especially. Um, but, you know, the fact is, you know, she's had a really long, prestigious soap career. She deserves, you know, time to go off and do other things, retire, what have you. You know, she hasn't always been in the best of health. Uh, so I think that, I think B&B is doing the right thing by, killing Stephanie off because there's really no other way to go with it. I mean, I think they were already toying with this two years ago when, when Stephanie first was diagnosed with lung cancer. Maybe if they hadn't have done that, you know, they could have sent Stephanie off to Forrester International or, or kept her alive some other way. But because they introduced the cancer thing already two years ago, I think in the back of our heads, we kind of 
known this was coming for a while. And I think that the way that they're doing it is actually very effective. And and the other thing I want to say is that while I think Susan Flannery and the show itself are probably going to be, you know, flirting with Emmys over this whole thing, I think the one person that's really stepping up right now is John McCook as Eric because he's just yeah. turning in some amazing performances as he grapples, you know, with with this loss that he knows is coming and he's trying to keep this brave face and and you know, just barely making it and it's just the subtleties and nuances in his performance are amazing right now. With all respect, and I mean nothing by this, but I have to say that I think John McCook is severely underrated Absolutely. in terms of of discussing, you know, leading men on soaps. He's just Absolutely underrated. I mean, he, every time he comes on is just, you know, he just really brings it. And, yeah, nobody really mentions that anymore. I don't know if it's because he's a certain age or, you know, what. But, you know, he's been, you know, there was a reason he was, you know, leading man material when the show first started. And and that those reasons, age notwithstanding, are still there. Well, Mike, you are on deck for this coming week's Two Scoops column, I believe, or are you not? I no, can't remember. No, I am, and uh, one okay. of the things that we're going we're gonna to have some Stephanie love these next couple of columns, but um, first, this week, I'm going to go over the top ten most evil moments of Stephanie Forrester. <laughs> because that doesn't I think sound with like all love. The love these days. We're kind of forgetting that Stephanie hasn't always been the nicest person. But I will get to the top ten favorites in my next column in a couple weeks. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. And folks, if you want to find out what the top ten evil moments are, you can check out SoapCentral.com over the weekend, and of course, all next week to read what Mike has to say. Mike, thank you so much for coming on to the show. It's great when folks can hear the folks who are behind their favorite columns on the website. Thanks a lot, Dan. I love writing the columns, and, and this one's going to be a good one. I don't doubt that for a minute, so thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks, Dan. All right, everybody, we are out of time for today's show. I want to thank SoapCentral.com's Two Scoops columnist, Tammy Lou, Larissa, Mike, for all being here this week and chatting with us. I also want to give a special thanks to everyone out there who called in to be part of today's show, as well as for those who tweeted with us at Soap Central Live. If you're not following us yet, you can go over to Twitter now. There's no reason not to. It's at Soap Central Live. All one word. Or the little at sign. You, know, you, you guys know Twitter. You know what I'm talking about. Also, a thank you to everyone out there who called us on the 24-7 caller feedback line. When we're not on the air, you can always call in with your comments and questions. 267-341-7627. If you've missed any part of today's show, want to hear it again, we're in the archives. SoapCentral.com slash radio. That's all for this week. We'll be back here again next week. Even though you turn the clock back, we're here at the same time. 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.